and welcome to Where Are We Even Going? The podcast about navigating London, life and relationships as two inconsistently employed, emotionally unstable, recently graduated gals in South-ish London for your listening pleasure. And this week we are talking about dodgy jobs that we've had as students in order to support ourselves. So Izzy, why don't you start us off this week? What dodgy jobs have you had? I feel like I've had many dodgy jobs. I feel like we've both had quite a lot of odd employment situations. The one which comes prominently to mind was when I worked in a food market um, a couple of years ago. And it was like, it was horrible because it opened for like the morning commuter trade. Yeah. Um, so I had to get, I had to be there for like quarter to six. Yeah, I remember when you got this job and thinking, how is she going to do that? It was awful. It was, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's not awful. There are worse things in the world, but it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't my ideal. And it was like, it was, they were so disorganised. For the first three weeks, they didn't send me the rotor. So after my like trial period and tra- training week, I didn't hear from them. So just presumed I wasn't working that week and wasn't like overly concerned that I wasn't working because I was also revising at the same yeah. time. And then one morning at quarter past six, I got a phone call from this woman boss being like, Izzy, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm at home. She went like, you're in. And I'm like, well, nobody told me I needed to be in. And that went on for like a couple of weeks. Well, how are you meant to know? I don't I understand. Know. What, that, did they have a system? I well, clearly no. Their system was WhatsApp. One, the last thing. Well, why didn't they? I was on staff. <laughs> I was only working there for like a couple, like three months. And like the last thing that happened in the WhatsApp group before I left was, it wasn't on a day, it was, I'd already left, but I was still in this WhatsApp group. And this, you know how when you get sent a WhatsApp message, the picture appears in your camera roll? Yeah. So I was just going, I put it on mute. I was still in it, but I wasn't really engaged. And I was going for my photos. There was just a picture of this boy with like a massive cast on his leg being wheeled into an ambulance. And he'd like slipped over whilst working there and was one of the employees. And they had to call the ambulance and he got transported there. And then I was going through the messages being like, is... I think he was called Paolo or something. He was like, is Paolo okay? What's happened? Why is he the cause? Oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but I know you worked there for quite a while, but like three months is a reasonably long time. Yeah. But was... in my mind, you worked there for a week. Like in my mind, it was like... <laughs> to be fair, I feel like, yeah, it was probably about that. It was just to the end of my like induction you know, a uh, probation period, so that I could yeah. still leave at quite short notice. Yeah, because I think it was when I it. was just starting my teacher training. No, it wasn't. Was it not? It was... I just made that up? Yeah. Wait, right, when was it then? It was a year before that. Was it actually? Yeah. What was it, I doing? I first year. I don't what know. Were we even friends was... then? Yeah. No, do I even know you? Yeah, we were Hi, friends. Busy, what nice was I doing? You. What did you How do in the summer so first year? Yeah, maybe you were at home. Maybe, I was home for a bit. Or maybe, is that when you were at the TV studio? Yeah, that was what I was doing. Know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was doing like an in- I was doing an internship. So edgy. But my best thing about that job is that I view myself, because of this job, responsible for Nick Clegg losing his electoral seat in, this is going to date it, it was in 2015, 2016? 2016. 2016, because... Yeah. Brexit. Yes, it was after Brexit. Yes, it was that one. Um, and uh, I, as they do in these like dodgy food market cafe places, 
They have all the pretense for personal hygiene, but really they have so few staff on call that like yeah. if you're ill, you have to go in. Yeah. And that's I'd so true. acquired my first London summer cold, flu, phlegm, just pollution and pollen did not react well with my system um and like was so ill <laughs> like oh, was not no. well at all and I matched that with like 10 hours standing up monotonously serving people like sandwiches and coffee like so it was a bit bad anyway oh. one day I was there and like, I was so ill like I just wasn't focused I'm also anyone who knows me know I'm like horrendous at mornings I think I yeah. attended three of my 9am's across the entirety of my degree like I'm so bad at mornings yes um, and like this woman was there buying two sandwiches so I was a bit like rr, rr, she paid for them I looked behind her and it was Nick Clegg and I was just so in shock I was also taller than him that doesn't surprise me I've learned a lot most famous or you know prolific men in the public eye I've met I've been taller than met Josh from Love Island last year taller than him taller than Nick Clegg wow that's my extent of famous famous and I'm taller than this is a niche reference Mm. but a couple of years I think it was probably three years ago I went to the Hollywood costume exhibition at so edgy so cultural at the V&A yeah and it was actually really interesting because a lot of the male costumes the the men are just really small Jake Gyllenhaal who I always have been quite in love with is only like 5'9 which is shorter than me yeah (laughs) it's unreasonable anyway so making Nick Clegg lose the election um so he was there and I like gave him a sandwich and saw him and it was only after he left I thought of these always amazing comments I can make about like oh I'm a student and this is my third job because you increased these like I thought of all these like incredible things great things I could, that like, you could have at him, at him. Yeah. yeah but didn't anyway the next day was the election and he lost his seat and when he was giving his speech he was coughing so I like to think I had something to do with it this poor man <laughs> so basically you may have poisoned Nick Clay. I think that's what we can conclude. So you like... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you might have done. Yeah. That's the one. But he because did pay for his sandwich. He did? No, he didn't. The woman who he was with paid for his sandwich. Oh, that's nice. That was good of her. Well, I don't mind. I was like, I you're mean, elected. But what did MPs get probably, paid? I mean, maybe she was... He could probably afford to pay it now. Maybe it was his wife. his fancy job. It wasn't his wife. Not oh. his wife looked like. His wife's so cool. Yeah, that's true, actually. I think I would have known if it was his wife. But that's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not cool that you sickened him, but it's cool that he was he just was there. there. I saw him in the flesh. He looked very stressed, understandably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was not a, Not a great time for him. No. And he was about to get worse. Yes. Yeah, he was about to lose his seat. Little did he know. But yeah, so that, that's my kind of first dodgy job with not telling me that I had work, making you go into work so that- in a food environment when you're ill so that was in london that was in london yes like your first job no no my first job was years before that i worked as a receptionist where for what like it was it was for this photography studio and it was how did you find this job it was just like near where i lived Um, it was quite good because it was just all day on a sunday um and i used when i first started there i'd have all this information i had to put input on a computer but it would take me like 10 minutes and I was there for eight hours. <laughs> so after like three weeks, they used to be like, yeah, if you could just like 
you don't know about bringing some work or something because I used to take in like my A-level maths revision and sit there and do like past papers so you got paid to revise I got paid to do my homework and it was like a study thing because people would only come in every couple of hours for their like photography session because it was Mm. a photography studio so I'd only really have to like get up and do stuff when they come in you know just like I don't make them a coffee or be like okay guys take a minute chill you know whatever so other than that it was like an hour and a half of undisturbed working I got to have like whatever radio station I wanted on it was so nice it was so it was just such a joke I would just sit there and do my maths work it was yeah I was just being paid you were living the student job yeah it was actually just very bizarre situation like I would just rock up and do like three c3 papers or whatever be like all right chill but yeah so that was my other slightly dodgy employment endeavor that's not too dodgy though. That's quite good. Yeah, it's just such. It would just seem it's like a bit, such it's a farce. You know, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you weren't. You're being paid to do a bit. Nothing. It was a bit of a joke. I mean, I feel like it's more dodgy for them because you were getting you were getting quite a nice scrummy deal out and of like, this. Yeah, a reasonable deal out of it. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I mean, your other job. It sounds like you were getting a pretty yeah, crappy deal. I think. Out of I it. think anyone who has ever, as you will go on to say, work hospitality is like <sighs> hard work. That is the worst. Yes. Is that a seamless link we have created there, Miss Kate? Oh, we didn't turn it. Is that a seamless link we have created there, Nina? That sounded so (laughs) awkward. I'm actually going to leave that in when I edit this and I'm basically going to say, what I'm going to say is that Izzy said my surname and we wanted to, you know, keep the surnames private. So perhaps, I don't know. So, (laughs) you know what? I don't know if I am. I don't really care. You can. Yeah. I don't know I might, if I will. still might be a teacher. Yeah. My teaching days are... <laughs> I mean, me. my teaching days are over. I just realised that we're sat under a blanket. <laughs> I don't know why I just sat... So when I, I was looking at you then, I was like... <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. So, in the basic... The very basic setup we've got here, what, what is going about. on right now is we're looking at a laptop under a blanket in order to kind of keep the sound in this is our really professional recording studio <laughs> you know i've got a cup of coffee right by my nose and i'm kind of it kind of it has, it. It has been nice. a nice room it does kind of it, it, it gets quite, quite stuffy nice. i have to take more breaks than nina she can power through i'm, I'm used it. to bath smells yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm less comfortable in humid conditions. You can tell I've clearly worked a lot, lot of hospitality jobs yes. based on that. The you fact know, that you can the do humidity, it the smell. Yes. So on that note, tell us about your dodgy jobs, Nina. What your so, dodgy jobs? I had quite nice jobs until I went to uni. I basically did babysitting. Yeah. So that was nice. Pre-uni jobs. They weren't were like really like a lot more babies relaxed. as well. They were like young, like oldish children who yeah. were like a bit too young to be left on their own. But like yeah nice you could chat to them so that was great and then when I went to uni I started waitressing for an agency first of all as almost all students do yeah especially in London I feel like I don't know many people who haven't had stints at various an agency of some sort there are loads of them in London so I know the names of all of them so much so that sometimes I walk past a venue at like 8 p.m like the V&A or something and I'll see a van outside with the name of one of the catering companies I'm like I've worked with you oh yeah I know them yeah literally and I'm like oh that must be a wedding oh that must be a sort of fancy corporate reception you can kind of you know what I mean like you get this sort of weird insight into this world Mm. um so I was a waitress for an agency for about a year probably yeah and a great job in the sense that 
I did loads of drama at university, so mm. rehearsals were quite... You didn't know where they were going to be. Yeah. It was really flexible. Yeah. So you could sign up for the shifts that you wanted yeah so that was what was good about it and why i did it otherwise i would not have done the shop because the pay wasn't good yeah like you got treated like dirt it was just awful um it was a classic thing you had to wear like a white shirt with a waistcoat and like so trendy where'd you get the waistcoat from primark um and it's it was all primark actually so i had a, a white shirt from primark a waistcoat from primark my trousers actually from Zara because Primark had sold out of the trousers that I needed. Sad reaction. And then um, you had to wear your hair in a bun, but in like the bun, you know, those like bun rings that you can put on. I know of them. Yeah, they're like, I mean, I can't I don't really, think I remember. They're like, you put them over your ponytail and then they like make a perfect oh bun. God. But I just used to ignore that rule and I just did my own bun and I never really got in trouble for it. I am a staunch believer in messy bun or go home. No, it was like the literally like perfect donut bun. Oh man, I've never been able to. Or you're out. Sometimes they do a nice. Sometimes they do a nice uniform check. Oh, lovely. I did meet a uh, past boyfriend at this job though. To be fair. Yes. Uh, So um, it lasted about three weeks though, so it wasn't very exciting. Not all negatives. (laughs) Got laid. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Oh, my dad might listen to this. (laughs) Oh God. I mean, I I don't know what we weren't doing that. We were um, (laughs) hanging out. You're doing, you know, lots of, you know, nice things like going for coffee. Polishing glasses together. Polishing glasses together, exactly. So, we, so, you know, I don't even care. Um, What made it dodgy, Nina? What made this job dodgy? What did make it dodgy? The fact that you didn't really get any breaks. So, it was kind of that thing where you'd be on for like an eight hour shift Mm. and... I, I don't actually know exactly what the law is, but after a certain amount of time, you're meant to have a break. Yeah. But they just didn't seem to run by those rules. And sometimes you would get a break because obviously you couldn't be serving all the time if there was a speech or something. Yeah. But often there wouldn't be a break and you'd just be on your feet for eight hours. I lost oh, so much weight when I was I doing this imagine. job. Because you're carrying trays, you're walking around all the time, you're not eating. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really hot. Yeah. Like, I permanently think I looked quite shiny. Once someone was like, I think you should wipe your face. You look quite shiny. Not, not um, you know, not someone I was, like, waiting to. Like, yeah. another waitress. And I was like, thank you. Wow, that's so nice of you to say. <laughs> but, yeah, you did get to go to some... Um, the way they kind of won you over with this idea. I mean, I wasn't won over. It was just a necessity. Yeah. But some people perhaps were won over by, like, the idea of going to nice venues. Kind of, you got to see what I they were like. I that, yeah. So, you'd go to, for example... Places like the Science Museum yeah. after it closed and waitress like a really nice That's dinner cool. under like the dinosaur. That's really cool. Like skeleton and stuff. So that was quite cool um, for about 10 minutes. And then obviously it's not very exciting anymore. Yeah. It's just, just pretty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that for a year, then realised it wasn't, it wasn't for me really. Yeah. And then I went and I worked in a pub. Oh, and tell us about that, Nina. This was worse than the. Yeah. It was worse than the the agency work. So it was my second. It was somewhere between my second and third year of uni. Yeah. And I'd done an internship, and I had about six weeks left, and I wanted to stay in London in the summer, so I needed to. I needed to get that dollar. Needed the dough. So I went and I worked in a pub in the southish London area. Um, that is all I will say <laughs> and it was a nice pub it was a gastro pub mm. so it was you know it was I've been 
It, have you actually? Before you worked there, I really? went once. Yeah, it's really it's really nice. Yeah. To be fair, it's a really nice pub to go to. Yeah. Um, and it seemed really nice when I first started working there. But then there was um a really big drinking culture at this pub and among the staff. Among yes, among the staff, particularly among like the manager. Yeah. And people who were chefs or like cooks. Yeah. And I think. I felt quite vulnerable sure. as a very young yeah, definitely. female member of staff. So all of the staff members who were on the bar were all in relationships except me at this point. Ooh. And I was the only... Well, I was the only girl that wasn't in a relationship as well. Yeah. And I was 20? 20? Yeah. But I was like... Baby Nina. I'm quite youthful looking. Like, I looked... Yeah. I, I've always looked quite young. And I don't know, like... There was a bit of an insinuation that the manager had only hired me because he thought I was fit. Oh. And then, like, someone said who came to the pub, oh, this is the hottest light bar team in South London. Mm. And, like, I had a guy ask me if I was a virgin... I had a guy ask me for a threesome. Disgusting. I had someone grab my arm and like kiss it. The idea that they think that's okay. I think the thing that shocked me the most about it was the fact that um, it didn't seem like like, grungy or no. It wasn't like no. It was like a really quite fancy. Like they were trying to. It's not cheap. It's really expensive. They were trying to appeal to like posh Londoners. You know, like. Where it's located is not the wealthiest area. They were not trying to appeal to yeah. the main demographic of that area. They were trying to appeal to yeah. poshos, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have never experienced such blatant, like, sexism yeah. or, like, feeling like people are just, like, staring at me as a piece of meat as I have in that pub. It's disgusting. Um, there was, there was so, there were, like, a few incidents. Yeah. Um, there was an incident where... I was walking along the road with one of the cooks. Yeah. And I was like, it was like one or two or something. It was quite late. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, how are you getting home? Because I knew he lived quite far away. Yeah. And he made some sort of really gross joke like, oh, I don't know, thought I might stay at yours. And he's like 40. Yeah. don't know how old he is. He's 40 or something. And yeah. I'm like 20. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. We both had a couple of drinks. You're quite new so, there. Like... So, yeah. And I felt so scared. And Such I remember... Such an abuse of power. It's and I remember being like, ha, 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 no. Yeah. Like, li- literally like, no. Yeah. And I know it was a it was a joke, but it was a trying joke. It was like seeing yeah. if you get somewhere with also, it. Also, it's not a joke because no, it's, it's not, not funny. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't funny at all. And it just made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like a and horrible, sleazy comment from a horrible, sleazy man. And then it just made me feel like... Then the next day, someone was like, oh, I saw you walked with this person. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like they'd... It felt a bit like they'd tried to get me to have a couple of drinks to kind of encourage oh. it and see if that might, you know, make it a goer. And it, it just felt just like really horrible. gross. And so I, I remember walking along this road towards my... It was... I was... It was like 10 minutes walk from my house, so it wasn't that bad. And I remember ringing one of my best friends and being like, are you still awake? Please, can I come stay at yours? Yeah. Um, Not because I didn't feel like safe in my house or something, but just because I just like was really upset by what had just happened and I wanted to go talk to her about it. Yeah, you want to talk that through, definitely. Um, But then, you know, a couple of weeks after that was kind of the final straw because Mm. I was on shift and in front of some of the customers, um, the manager said to me something like 
next time when you come to work can you try wear something where your tits aren't hanging out your top <sighs> or like try get them to fit inside your top next time like actually <laughs> I was so much younger than yeah. everyone else that I just felt so... Yeah, like, vulnerable. So uncomfortable and vulnerable. Yeah. And you'd, like, laugh it off, but actually then I'd tell other people about it and they were like, that's disgusting, get out. Yeah. And eventually I did. Yeah, like, I just, I I just good. That's just like, not, left. Not a good environment to work in. Like, those comments are inappropriate around people you don't really know initially. But then you add in the whole power imbalance and precariousness that, like, of, like, a professional environment. Yeah, my, bo like, my boss was making... Yeah, and that's how some of the comments I've had incidences. There have been like working environments I've been in where people have made unintentionally like derogatory comments, which doesn't excuse it at all. It's just yeah. they don't think that what they're saying is inappropriate, right? Which is yeah. the whole thing because people don't consider their point of view and think that only they're correct and don't yeah. consider how their words have effects on other people, right? Which is just mm. case in point always a problem. But like so often in those situations, it's the comments have been made by the team you go to to complain to or like and then how do you yeah do you or like your managers as you were saying like it's always people more often people than in not, a position of power yeah, who like it because, actually threatens yeah, you to complain because they think they can get away with it right because mm. if you make a big song and dance about it like you're the in you know the less senior employee yeah. you had to leave your job right yeah. you were forced out of employment because people were harassing you which yeah. they kind of sure it's bad on them that they lose an employee but like you know the they can hire someone else yeah, yeah exactly. like, hospitality especially with like agency work you're a number to them oh, like that's all you are yeah they do not care i've seen at their agency there were like multiple occasions where people mm. would just be like really gross to my friends to me yeah. to just like and you just see it so much yeah. and you know oh you complain they'll just not hire you again yeah exactly and that's such a toxic way of continuing like uh it's such a toxic way of continuing a practice i had this training day once about interview skills and cv okay. technique and we were all girls and we were told by the woman that we had to wear heels and skin colored and, and oh flesh. my goodness we had to wear heels and flesh colored tights to get a job right bear in mind three of the girls were like women of color being told to wear like light colored tights and that we always had to wear our heels and me and my friend were just like well no I'm not going to do that and then the woman complained that we were being really confrontational and it's like well then I we got this. we got complained about and it's like well this isn't our your if we were really susceptible you know if we weren't as assured as we were in ourselves I guess it was quite fortunate that we weren't being told this at the age of 14 because then maybe we think that I'd have to twist my ankle in order to get a job. No, no, no you want me to wear heels? I don't want to work for you. Soz. No, like, I, got to, you know? I got told that once that um, my manager at this company turned around to me one of the days. She, she was a woman. Mm. And she said to me... Um, Women just don't look professional unless they wear makeup. Like, come on, you've got to try to come into work. Like, She's looking mm. at me wearing zero makeup <laughs> and I don't think she actually I, I genuinely don't think it was a dig at me because yeah. I think she did she did get on with me yeah but I also was just like why is me essentially like painting my face yeah a requirement a requirement for yeah. doing a job well like I 100% respect people that want to wear loads of makeup 100% yeah. respect to people that don't that but why nothing do but nothing to, to do with my commitment nothing, yes, to this job or my ability to do it well no I'm not being hired on the basis of aesthetics because 
I'm not a model or yeah, an exactly. Actor. I mean, I'm neither hired... of us have ever worked as models. Like, well, oh, well you well, actually, actually, you, 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 one time model here, guys. <laughs> At Izzy Cole ninety seven on Insta. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Pictures soon to be released. <laughs> but you know, no, I think you're completely right, and it's ridiculous. And as we were saying, that there are so few systems in place for you to realistically complain about it. Because as you say, either you're forced to leave, as in your case, or yeah. you're forced to feel vulnerable, or in like our case, on just a training day, you yeah. know, years ago, you know, we're just told, uh, complained about as being really confrontational and disruptive. Yeah. No, you're telling us wrong things. Yeah. Stop. I think... Yeah. I've also had issues with... This isn't to do with like my, with my sexuality as well. So yeah. with recent jobs I've had, I had comments made that were homophobic, and awful, I'm now in a relationship with a man, so I'm not visually, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't. It's so stupid, I have to say this. I don't look like a bisexual woman, you know. I'm, but what I'm even? Fair, but like, yeah, yeah, but what, what does that even? What does that even look yeah, like sexuality. realistically? But yeah. you know, this person clearly thought they were safe. Mm. in saying this to me because they thought, oh, it doesn't affect her. Mm. And was really homophobic, basically, in what they were saying to me. And I complained at my job and said, this is unacceptable. Yeah. And nothing was done. Because, oh, it's awkward. You don't want to make exactly. a fuss. so much It's easier. bad for the company. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so much of it is it's bad for the company, you know, the backlash we're going to get. I'm like, I'm sorry, but yeah. under, like, the Equality Act of 2010, you cannot discriminate. <laughs> I'm getting the law involved here. <laughs> You cannot discriminate on the basis of, you know, race, gender, sexuality, yeah. religion. So, like, what... Mm. It's not acceptable. Yeah. It's completely unacceptable. But you're made to feel like you're the problem. Yeah. For complaining about exactly. it. Exactly. And I think that's... It's, and it, then it they comes victim, but victim blaming, right? It's just those layers of it. You know, you're made to feel horrible for feeling uncomfortable, for not yeah. taking a joke or not listening to a superiors. And then you complain and take action about it. And then you're made to feel like you're making a fuss out of nothing. Yeah. And it's so hard when those are the messages you constantly... I mean, I think there are a lot of overlying problems, you know, like we're saying with sexuality, but also yeah. a lot of these are gender-based. When you're constantly belittled and made to feel that things making you uncomfortable aren't valid queries they yeah. are just no one's listening yeah so I think I must have told you about last summer I was um I called a guy out on calling a group of girls bitches yeah and I got called a psycho I got called like a psycho feminist for basically saying like don't disrespect women and I was like how is it mm. psycho of me to basically you've just disrespected a whole group of people yeah and it wasn't it was a hundred percent derogatory like a hundred like no, and he was like it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke it's not I'm funny like, only a like, joke if it's funny and, it oh was my like, God. and then and it what made me sad was like my male friend had to get involved and say mate it's not funny but then, for him to take mm, it seriously because because he was like if i'm saying it yeah. i'll psycho girl she's annoyed but yeah. if the man says it then yeah. it's like oh actually maybe i went too far but i'm like why yeah. is me Literally Female saying, like, why is me devalued. saying yeah. I found that offensive as a woman and you're disrespecting people yeah. like me? It wasn't actually aimed at me. Even, even, you know, um, what is it? Comments about women have to be mansplained. For yeah, literally. Or a man had to get... And, like, big respect to the guy that did do that. Like, I do really, really value him. But mm. the other guy didn't listen. Yeah. Until a guy said, mate, that's not okay. Yeah. And that is just disgusting. Yeah. It's gone a bit of a rant here, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, this just feels like a bit of a like mini feminist manifesto. Got, got, but in also our, in our angry blanket recording cave. You know, also I I do hate 
like in these instances I've had at companies, mm. often these like it's like you know, like in Mean Girls, when she's like, we've got a lot of girl on girl crime going on here. A lot of women don't stick up for other yeah. women in like protection of themselves, More, yeah, and, and that often is what. And like when I was experiencing like sexual harassment at this job, yeah, at this agency for companies I've worked for, it's often women who who don't want to speak out for yeah. other women, even though they they must have experienced similar well, things uh, yeah, themselves. Yeah, I haven't met one female friend who's worked in any professional environment and hasn't faced one thing. Ever. No, like, never. It's, it is ridiculous, and it, it and it ranges from right just having your voice deva- devalued to having a complaint not acknowledged properly yeah. to you know comments like you've had. And I think you're right. It takes such a shift and such an outlook to be able to be. It's like where priority lies, right? And it 100 percent makes sense. You know, your case in point. You made a complaint. You didn't even feel comfortable making the complaint, right? You just yeah. felt like you had to leave. That's fortunate. Yeah, no, enough. I did. I just leave. Yeah. I just left. It's fortunate enough that was in you know uh, in a, at a time in your life when you weren't dependent on that yeah. job. But when it is all you have, I completely understand where the like people, it's threatening. Yeah, your livelihood. Your livelihood. And if you have you know multiple dependents or anything, just even yourself as an only dependent. Yeah. I completely understand why it's hard to stand up and speak up. Because it's so... Which means it's so scary. Yeah, which also means it's so much more important that when you can, you should. Yeah. I think. I agree. 100% agree. I think it's time for public malfunction and favourite consumption. I've been excited about this all week. Have you? I quite like this Highlight bit. of your week. I've, I always think up things throughout the week that are going to be yeah. good for this. Yeah, alright, so go on then. What's your public malfunction of the week? So, yesterday I think for the first time ever I swore in front of my grandma. Dun dun dun! My grandma is a wonderful 91 year old woman who is so wonderful that I'm slightly terrified of her. Yeah. And As, yeah. yesterday I said... Um, it wasn't even a bad swear word. I said dick, I think, because I was describing Boris Johnson, <laughs> I think. Wonderful and I was news. like, oh, what a dick. And, she, and then I was like, oh, sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, grandma. Sorry, grandma. I don't think she even cared, but I think I was more mortified yeah. because I'd, you know, kept up this pretense for 22 years that I'd never said a swear for word. Sure. And now she knows that I do. I couldn't imagine swearing in front of a grandparent. That would be crazy. I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I don't know how. I don't know how it happened. It's just what Boris Johnson it's just, calls it's, out. It's, I know. I know. Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry I've let you down. Your child has misrepresented our family. <laughs> I didn't raise you to be a swearer. <laughs> Insight into my family Good life. Good to know. Love you, Dad. So, what is your public malfunction? Oh, mine's awful. From the week. My little brother came to visit me, light of my life. And we were walking across London Bridge... And he'd never been in the Shard, nor had I actually. And he was like, oh, Belle, could we like try and go up the Shard? And I was like, sure, why not? Let's just try it. And then we just walked in and went up and we were like, cool, all right, we'll have an Aperol Spritz because he's just finished his exams. Aww. I hopefully finished my degree if I've passed. Um, <laughs> we're holding out hope. Holding your fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> from Prey, Prey 5 Izzy. Um, but yeah, so we went up and horrendously misinterpreted the drinks menu. Because I thought on the first page where it just said Aperol, 
that that would be how much an Aperol spritz was, obviously. And I now I feel such an idiot, but also I think it was slightly misleading of the menu that obviously Aperol isn't an Aperol spritz. Yeah. But in our house, we just call it Aperol. So surely they should exist by oh the Izzy's parents' home rules. They must that... have looked to you and been like, oh, look, she's a boy. I know, I tried one of two drinks, we got the bill. And I was like, after the two drinks, I was quite strong. And, you know, it was quite early and you went really high. I was in yeah. just a lucid enough state to be like course it is of course it's that much money yeah here i am right all right let's go i'll be on bread and milk for how long but you yeah. all know how much it was go have a look at the shard menu yeah go, go work it out <laughs> go work it out but no one tell me because i don't even want to think about it anymore it's you know these actually i do think it's absolutely unacceptable how much that, that it, is I, I felt i didn't feel ill Angry. i just felt yeah i was just like oh my god at DC, Aperol Spritz are two for five pounds. Are they actually? Yeah, only at some times. They're not really nice. That, but, I, mean, no, I was going to say a DC. But, yeah. For those of us who are listening who don't know what DC is, which Get might out. be, which, <laughs> might, which might be some people Educate you never yourself. know. We might actually hit more than just the King's College London sort of. If you go to King's and don't know what DC is, reconsider your degree. So DC is Dover Castle, which is a pub like opposite kind of opposite borough station it's just like a king's haunt yeah and it's it's awful but great it's like one of those places where i've had probably some of the worst and best nights of my life yes at the same time so like everything is sticky at all times in there like the ceiling the wall every everything is just like coated in my favorite thing i've ever seen in there was there was a woman like a 40 year old man and wife in there yeah and the, the, the husband had fallen asleep oh on the God. wife. And the wife was chucking, chatting up some other bloke next Amazing. to her and like making out with him whilst her husband Excellent was asleep work. on him, on her, sorry. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, this could only happen in DC. That's and really of course, funny. you know, you get all the King students, we've got the Snapchat open, zooming in on this woman and this man, this bloke that's bulged just asleep that's on his hilarious. wife. But DC is where that thing, that can happen. Yeah. So, favourite consumption, Nina? DC? No? No, I haven't been in ages, actually. It's probably all right. Now. I think it's all right. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all right about that. Yeah. It, is quite, it is quite fun sometimes. Moved on with your life. Um, <laughs> no longer 18 years old. No. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I first went when I was 19, actually. Did it you, took me a while to discover to quote it. quote that band, You're Not 19 Forever. Oh, my God. Call yourself. Can you sh- together. Sh- shut up. What's your favourite consumption, Nina? Um... There is a compilation which I found on Twitter the other day of mm. people mispronouncing Jeremy Hunt's name. And it's just a two minute long compilation of people doing it. And even though you know it's coming every time, it's every still a time. shock. Yeah. It's still a shock when it's not right. I'd argue it's art. Like, it's a piece of art. It's, you know, I love it because Jeremy Hunt is my hometown's idol. <laughs> Yeah, Jer- no, he's not. I have actually met him. Oh dear. I have actually met him when I was 11. I'm so sorry. All right. He he was quite tall. He was taller than I expected. That's the one thing I will say about about Jeremy Hunt. Opposite of Nick Clegg, who was shorter <laughs> than I expected, but you're quite a lot shorter than me. So maybe yeah, that's true. maybe I'd have been unimpressed with Jeremy Hunt. Because I'm about 5'7". Yeah, you're so tiny. He's he's like, no, like Jeremy Hunt was was tall. He was a he was a tall man. He was a tall man. Well, so much so that someone was like I think you might have to bend down to get in the photo. Because he was with, like, a bunch of 11-year-old <laughs> oh, girls, okay. you know. Wow. But um, he 
is my local MP and all the signs in my town. I mean, I'm from a very conservative area. But, you know, you get one youth every year that goes around and has a fiddle with the signs and they don't say Jeremy Hunt anymore. And it's always, absolutely always a cracker. I love it every year. Spectacular youth. So, yeah, what is your uh, favourite consumption of the well, past week? sort of weirdly on the topic of short men... On my release radar on Spotify, I came across this song, which I think is now in my top favourite 50 songs of all time. It's called Short King's Anthem by TMG and Black Bear, a tiny meat gang and Black Bear. And it is just hilarious. I, I think it's a bit tongue in cheek. Like it sounds like a bit like hoodie Allen-y, just, you know, not, you know, straight kind it's, of yeah. R&B rap, whatever. Um, but it's just... We've got lyrics like it's basically celebrating short men and saying, you know what, we can have fun too. We're just as valid as these six foot yeah. five guys coming on. And as someone like I'm quite tall and I feel like my only quota for a man is that you're over six two, which has led to yeah. some unfortunate interactions. Um but I just find it so fun. It's got lyrics like, Oh, we got more room in economy. That's true. Like just it's just an absolutely it's a banger it's a beautiful song and it just makes me smile and i cannot recommend this i mean to it more. this I is my favorite so consumption fun. of the day is you're welcome yeah, i'm for very being introduced happy to it it's absolutely wonderful recommend it i love black bear i love everything he does i love this song i'm gonna play it to my boyfriend well as a as a short king he i'm sure it's not a fucking short he's <laughs> not a short king he's just short he's just <laughs> i also love it. it's that. like we may be short but we're short kings and it's like an anthem it's like they're all banding together you know what guys it's okay to be five foot eight it's all right i mean yeah it, it, is. it, is, it, it is. is and that's why it's a great song i like it I think it's quite catchy. Cracky. I'm going to, it's on my safe playlist now, yeah. so I'm going to be like banging that out. It'd be good week. to run to. It's a good kind of. It's got a good beat. Yeah, good mm. beat, good beat. It's nice. Yeah. Why are they called Tiny Meat Gang? Is it because they're small? I don't know. I didn't, I only knew Black Bear. Like, that's how I heard the song because it's like Tiny Bear. Meat Gang sounds quite strange. Maybe they do lots of songs about being short. Yeah, maybe. You need to research that for next so, week. Tiny Meat sounds quite um, oh, sort yeah. of rude. It's. <laughs> Sort of, um, I'm not going to say what it sounds like. Nina, what are your small wins for the weekend? <laughs> this is actually, well, well, it's also it's both of us. Well, yes, wins. actually, we've got a joint one this week. How cute are we? God, look at us. I mean, so this evening after we have done this recording, we are going to go and see Booksmart. At my favourite cinema, Peckham Plex. Oh my god, shut up about Peckham. We had this two weeks ago. No, I'm just talking about <laughs> Peckham Calm down Plex. about Peckham, Nina. I'm not talking about Don't Peckham. even live there. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I've never lived there. But Peckham Plex is great. £4.99 yeah. any day, any time. I do like that. Look at that slogan. <laughs> Marketing gal. I know, but um, I'm very excited to go see it actually. Yeah. It's got a lot of hype and I've heard it lives up to the yeah, hype. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. And I'm just amazed that one of the girls, that one of them's like Jonah Hill's sister. And like that fact I know. just amazed me. I don't know My why I found blown. it so fascinating. But yes, more of a week ahead. We're both going to go and see Booksmart. Yeah. Which should be great. Great female characters. I haven't seen it yet. I won't No, I know, but, no but it's da- it passes the Bechdel test. Does it? Yeah. Very exciting. Good work. Well, I mean, wow. it, it should bloody should be. do. The two main characters are girls. But also, it shouldn't be such a notable thing. I know, literally. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah. It's really frustrating to me. People are like, oh, it features strong female characters. Like, well, shouldn't just all things, like, should. Why? Yeah, that's is like it on Netflix. Oh, it has a category. It's a category. And I'm like, oh, this. Yeah. it's actually sad that this has to be a category yeah. rather than it's just like, that's just a given. Yeah. Well, I think. I think that's all we've got time for today. That's it. Well, bye. What are we going to do? We're gonna, we've, got, we've got to sign off. Do we have a sign off? No, I don't really know. I think maybe we just do a fade out. Bye! 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 Bye.